This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Richard's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. New name, same place. I hate saying this, but I was wrong. I was wrong because we're out of time. And there's still no answer. So I was wrong. In this case, because we just have no more time left, silence means no. No Undertaker. But I wanted to take a second to apologize about The Undertaker. I did everything that I possibly could in the ring, on social media, trying to stir up as, as, as much as I could to, to, to summon The Undertaker. Hell, you guys did too. Audiences in Dallas, people in Detroit, people in Cleveland, right here in Atlanta. Wait, no, wait, wait. Did we really, did we really even try here in Atlanta? We didn't, we didn't actually really try to summon The Undertaker, did we? That'll never work. I don't think you guys can be loud enough. Hotlanta, 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 you gotta listen to me. If you want the lightning, you need to be the thunder. Let him hear your ass all the way to Death Valley. Undertaker, that is four weeks straight of an entire audience, people around the world pouring their hearts out for you. And you don't have the co common decency to stand up and do a damn thing. Am I upset about WrestleMania? Nah. Am I upset with The Undertaker? Hell yeah. You can ignore me all you want, but Undertaker, the second you ignore these people, You are a dead man walking. Hey Undertaker, it's, it's obvious that you left your hat in the ring, but it's clear to everybody here that you left your balls at home.
Welcome back to another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Thank you, Taker Tribute. I am the Main Event Player of the Super C, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. So before we go ahead and continue on with this take, thank you, Taker Tribute on the episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, a little bit of an update. As you guys know, we got two more parts coming of this episode of the Thank You Taker Tribute. The next part will be happening is part 11, which we all know is coming very, very soon. And then, of course, the final episode, episode 12, which talks about the 30-year legacy of the dead man. And as you guys know, this coming Survivor Series will mark the 30th anniversary of the debut of The Undertaker when he first made his, made his appearance back in November of 1990. And here we are in 2020, and we're getting closer and closer to The Undertaker's final farewell. Who is going to make an appearance at Survivor Series? And, and I know some people have asked this question about I don't know how many times. Who will his final opponent be? Which I hope to God, it's not The Fiend. And I hope it doesn't happen that way in any way, shape, or form. But anyways, <clears throat> back to the episode of the uh, main event talk. Thank you. Take your tribute. I'm sorry. When we last left you, John Cena had been trying for weeks to call out The Undertaker. He had kept appearing on Monday Night Raw and kept appearing on SmackDown to call the dead man out every single step of the way. He even went as far as to beat his brother on Monday Night Raw to get the dead man. And The Undertaker was a no-show. The Undertaker's last appearance had took place over at WrestleMania 33 when he lost at the hands of Roman Reigns. To a lot of people, The Undertaker is finished. The Undertaker is retired. The Undertaker is done. But to John Cena, no way in hell. John Cena wants one shot at The Undertaker. John Cena wants one opportunity at WrestleMania. And since John Cena can't go after the WWE Championship, and since he can't headline WrestleMania, he wants to find a way to get into WrestleMania, even if it means calling the dead man every single name in the English language. So then comes WrestleMania. New Orleans, Louisiana. John Cena said he would be there. And he would be there as a fan. And sure enough. He sat there. He sat there for quite a while. Watching the matches. And then. Somebody called up to his. You know. Desk or whatever. And then told John Cena that. The Undertaker had accepted. His challenge. The Undertaker, did he appear? Did he not appear? Not sure just yet. So John Cena comes to the ring, fashion in every way possible. Coming out, doing what he does, and then all of a sudden here comes Elias. Elias coming in with the guitar and everything, strumming along, saying all the annoying things he wants to say, and then John Cena goes ahead and throws out Elias. And we're all thinking, there's no way The Undertaker is coming. We're all thinking, there's no way that the dead man's going to walk into WrestleMania. And there's absolutely no way that The Undertaker is going to walk into the arena where the streak came to an end. Because as most of you guys know, at WrestleMania 30, in that very same Superdome, 
The Undertaker lost at the hands of Brock Lesnar, which ended the streak. And that was in 2014. And now here we are, 2016, or 2018 to be exact. About four years later, and The Undertaker returns back to the spot where it all ended. So, the question remains, is John Cena going to get his wish, or is the dead man officially finished? Obviously, Undertaker's not here, and I understand John's disappointment. WrestleMania history has answered the call. Two absolute icons of our industry doing battle at the showcase of the immortals. Taken out of the blocks, rights and lefts, the best pair striker in history of WWE is taken into Cena. I, for one, will not underestimate which Undertaker we are going to see. It's one thing to come back, but to come back and look like this. John just saw a ghost.
My body did everything that I asked it to do. And I didn't have to ask it, I just did it. I didn't have to think about how I was gonna hit the ropes or how I was gonna get my foot up or how I was gonna punch or how I was gonna do anything. I just did it. The Undertaker is back better than ever. As strange as that sounds, it's been a while since I've had a match where that was the case. I don't take anything for granted. None of this happens without him. He gave me an opportunity a long time ago. Obviously changed my life. It's something that I do every year. Give him a hug and tell him thank you. So The Undertaker, he comes back to WrestleMania, and this was, um, it was a first. Uh, Of all the times that The Undertaker has always reappeared, uh, I've always saw The Undertaker, you you knew he was coming back. You knew he was coming back somehow. Every time when there was a challenge, you know, brought upon to the dead man, uh, a few things come to mind. Um, it's either the challenge goes through or something different comes along that you don't expect, you know? And The Undertaker is always, you know, um, whenever I see the dead man, you know, whenever someone tries to challenge him, he goes ahead and accepts it and happens every single WrestleMania. This time was a bit different. It wasn't like where you just decide you're going to go ahead and, you know, you're going to, you know, take up the challenge and then go ahead and accept it just like that. This became a whole lot different, right? So the, it, it took a while. I mean, John Cena had kept trying to, you know, call him out, call him out, call him out, call him out. Didn't happen, right? And The Undertaker, you know, in my head, in everyone else's head, The Undertaker has to appear at WrestleMania. has to be done. So, here comes the hat, here comes the jacket, disappears before everybody else, and then The Undertaker comes back. He comes back into the arena where the streak ended, beats John Cena, literally, I would say, within two, three minutes of the match, and then that was it. So, John Cena was pretty much laid to rest, and The Undertaker came back stronger, better, and, you know, better than ever, you know? It's like The Undertaker never lost a step, you know? So, after John Cena, um, we know The Undertaker went ahead and took off, and uh, he went over to Saudi Arabia. And this is when, uh, around 2018, when they did something called the greatest Royal Rumble ever. And in this event, um, there would be not 30, but over 50 superstars in the WWE, which would be considered, you know, the biggest Royal Rumble since, uh, I'd say 2011, when they did 40 superstars instead of 30. So The Undertaker made his appearance in there in Saudi Arabia, and he would take on Rusev in a casket match. And, um, you know, seeing Rusev in the ring with The Undertaker is uh, tremendous. It's tremendous for Rusev because he's never been in the ring with The Undertaker before. And uh, no, none less than a casket match. You know, this was 
totally different from, you know, what Rusev is used to doing, you know. We've always seen Rusev in battles with uh, with Roman Reigns and with Seth Rollins and with others. But now he gets an opportunity to finally get his matchup with The Undertaker, which he did. Uh, the casket match ended up good. Uh, Rusev didn't fare so well. And you knew he wouldn't fare so well against The Undertaker. And when I saw the match with The Undertaker and Rusev, uh, he was... Uh, the Undertaker was pretty good in the ring. It's like he never lost his step, and it's like he never, you know, you know, left left his body, left himself in any way possible because he trained very, very hard to be a part of this, and uh, he did extremely well. He did extremely well for himself. So, <clears throat> after Saudi Arabia, the Undertaker would uh, take some time off and everything, and uh, try to heal his body up and everything. And uh, we weren't sure what the Undertaker's next challenge would be. We know that he uh, he went through his match with John Cena at WrestleMania, and then came the Greatest Royal Rumble ever one month after that, and he would defeat Rusev in a casket match. So now, I guess lies the question: uh, Does this mean we get to see uh, get a chance to see the Undertaker at WrestleMania 35? Because that would be the next event coming. Uh, nobody has the answer it and answer to it, and um, I guess. Um, we don't know exactly what will happen. No opponent has been brought up to The Undertaker's attention for WrestleMania 35. So as far as anybody knows it, The Undertaker is just uh, taking it easy. Chilling out and seeing where all this is uh, going to go. Yeah. Hey, this is the game, Triple H. The WWE truly is a global phenomenon. The WWE Universe exists in more than 800 million homes worldwide and speaks over 25 languages. But Australia has been a home away from home for WWE for over 30 years. In 2002, though, we broke ground when I competed in a historic main event against The Rock and Brock Lesnar at the Global Warning pay-per-view. And now, I am truly honored and privileged to be able to announce WWE's long-awaited pay-per-view return to the land down under. WWE Super Showdown will take place in Melbourne, Australia at the iconic Melbourne Cricket Ground on Saturday, October 6th, live on the WWE Network. And we are bringing our biggest and best WWE superstars from both Raw and SmackDown Live, including John Cena, Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman, Charlotte Flair, AJ Styles, The New Day, Daniel Bryan, and the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey. Not to mention my opponent at WWE Super Showdown, one and only, the Phenom, The Undertaker. It has been six long years since one of the greatest rivalries in WWE history was said to be dead and buried. But legends, legends never die. The Undertaker and I have some unfinished business. At WWE Super Showdown, The Undertaker will once again know why I am the cerebral assassin. An undertaker, I promise you, this is no game. So Melbourne, Australia, there's just one thing left to ask. Are 
So it was um, announced that The Undertaker would have another opponent coming up in October in 2018, and his opponent would be Triple H. So um, (coughs) I kept thinking about this, and um, I remember when it was first announced and that we would see The Undertaker versus um, Triple H once again and it would take place over in Australia and you know um, you know it's not like I had a problem with it. it it just like it was one of those questions where you have to ask what is there left to prove what is there left for The Undertaker and Triple H you know so I look back into the into the matches with the Undertaker and Triple H. You know, I, you know, you go back and you think of you know WrestleMania 17 when these two had their match, and uh, over in the, the Houston Astrodome, epic match, uh, tremendous in every way. Um, then I look back at WrestleMania 27 uh, back in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Georgia Dome when these two you know put on a clinic put on a huge clinic in the ring and the undertaker even though he was beaten bruised and battered at the hands of triple h he managed to get the tap out on uh, triple h and then of course came the ever famous um <clears throat> the end of an era with the undertaker and triple h Shawn michaels as a special guest referee so we're coming into uh melbourne australia the Undertaker and Triple H would have their match, and uh, it would be epic. It would be epic in so many ways. Um, you know, it it looked good on paper. It definitely looked good on paper. But the thing is, when when you look at this match very very closely, uh, these two, um, you know, I kept asking the question. You know, the Undertaker. The Undertaker has always been the one to beat Triple H every single time. When you look at every single match that The Undertaker has had with Triple H, um, it you know it, it's safe to say that The Undertaker has beaten him in all of those matches. You know, not 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 you know leaving out any of the tag matches that The Undertaker and Triple H have been a part of. But the thing that has you know risen into the mind of many is what is there left to prove, and who would have to actually win between these two so nobody had really given any sort of uh, thought to how this is going to work out is the Undertaker going to beat Triple H is uh, Triple H going to beat the Undertaker I mean how is this all going to work out how how will this work in any way possible my final thought was okay well these two are going to have to have their match uh, get it done in every way possible and if it happens you got to give the match to Triple H now. You, you, you got to. It's, it's, it, it's not one of those things where you go ahead and decide, okay, well, we're going to give it to Triple H because we can't. No, I mean, you, you give it to Triple H because, you know, it's, it would, well, in some ways it wouldn't make any sense, but 
then again, it's like, what else do you do? I mean, if you get another win against, uh, if you get another win under the Undertaker's belt, I mean, what was the point of having the match? You know, what was the point of having the match? So, I saw the match between the Undertaker and Triple H at uh, Super Showdown, and it wasn't exactly like how high how high it pictured it would be. It's not like the end of an era. It's not like WrestleMania 27 or WrestleMania 17. It was way different. It was completely different. And even though these two had, you know, pretty much beaten the hell out of each other, it was, um, it, it, the match was okay. The match was good. It, it ended up, um, you know, going in the direction that I knew and everybody else, you know, kind of saw it coming where the Undertaker would, uh, lose to Triple H and it took place and then after that I mean you had um, there was there was another difference maker in this matchup On, on one side you had the Undertaker who would have Kane on his side and then of course Shawn Michaels would be in the side of Triple H which um you know was kind of a complete no brainer there I mean you know it just one of those things where you, 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 you see it coming, you know where it's going to go, and now that's where it ended up. So, Triple H would win the match against The Undertaker. And then um, I sort of, uh, you know, even though it was the last match of the night, I sort of like, you know, you know, I mean, this is, this is, this is how it's going to end. This is gonna how it, how it's gonna end like this, you know, because I kept, I kept looking for something else. You know, I kept looking for something that's going to, you know, happen and and blow everybody's mind but I'm not sure what it was and everything and then <clears throat> then all of a sudden the unthinkable happened so when the undertaker and triple h Shawn Michaels and Kane were in the ring they they all had their hands raised in victory it, you know it was pretty much like uh, almost a sequel almost a sequel if you think about it to the the match that they had at WrestleMania but this would be totally different where at the end of an era the match was not only about two men going at each other at hell in the cell not only about a, a referee who would have conflict conflict between both individuals but they would leave at the end with respect that's how it ended this one was completely different because now there was no respect involved because the Undertaker lost, and the Undertaker didn't take the loss too well. So what did he do? He went ahead, and he beat the hell out of Triple H. Kane and the Undertaker both beat the hell out of Shawn Michaels, both beat the hell out of Triple H, and walk out of their own power. And I was uh, a bit happy about it. You know, I kind of, you know, I sat back, and I was like... Man, that's <laughs> that's so fucking crazy, you know, to see how that shit was gonna gonna happen in every way, and you know that was it, and I was like thinking, you know, everyone was thinking the same thing. Everyone was thinking, um, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and um, Undertaker versus Kane. Well, Undertaker, well, in, in that particular way. So the following night on Raw. Because uh, it, this took place over in Melbourne, Australia on a Friday. And then they would show up on uh, Monday Night Raw. And DX would show up. 
DX would come in, you know, coming together like they did, and, you know, it would lead to this conclusion where, you know, now we would have to get the match between these two to happen. But, you know, and the, the next big event that would take place, um, Super Showdown was in October. And in November, I think was the next event, which was going to be Super Showdown once again. Oh, but it was actually, I'm sorry, it'd be called Crown Jewel. It would be called Crown Jewel. And they would face off against each other once again, but this time in a completely different element. Uh, an element which is um, it, which had nothing to do with what it transpired and what had taken place. This was going to be something that... Um, I guess you can say that um, if I were to look forward to this, where now you would have these two individuals, these two icons, you have The Undertaker and Kane on one side, the Brothers of Destruction, to take on Degeneration X over at Crown Jewel 2018. Now, there was a condition that came with this. And that condition was, would Shawn Michaels come back into the ring? That has always been the talk. I mean, Shawn Michaels hasn't been in the ring since, you know, 2010. We're in 2018 at that particular point in time. That's eight years for Shawn Michaels to not be in the ring. And you would think automatically, nah, there's no way, no way in hell that those two are going to go ahead and go at each other, right? There's no way that, you know, Shawn Michaels is going to come out of retirement and he's going to go ahead and do it. But as it turns out, Shawn Michaels agreed to it. And at uh, the next pay-per-view, <coughs> it would be at Crown Jewel 2018 in Saudi Arabia for the first time ever, The Undertaker, and Kane, the Brothers of Destruction, would take on the team of Triple H and Shawn Michaels of Degeneration X. And it's nuts. It's it's just so so crazy how all this had to come about. So crazy how all, all this come about after all this time. And you know, it looked epic. It looked extremely epic, but was it going to live up to the hype? Was it going to live up to everything that it states? Because, you know, it's one thing when this was, say... Say if this was 2008 or 2009. And all four men were still in that prime. I mean, it would still look good. It would look extremely good. It would look good to see that match to take place in that particular year. You fast forward now to 2018, and once again, it still looks good on paper, but you have to sit back, relax, and think, okay, are we you know, trying to relive something that will never ever happen again, or is this just something that you know, we decided to conjure up? You know? Because we don't know, because 
ultimately, when you think about this, seeing these guys go in this ring and doing the things that they do, it's just nuts. It's completely nuts. Because you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know if it's going to end up good or if it's going to end up bad. You know, you can't really you can't really say because you don't know you know how this would work or how far this will go or if it has any means at all. Any means at all. The Undertaker has been through a lot. A lot within the past few years. And he's gone through injury. He's gone through hurt. He's gone through this. He's gone through that. Kane kind of goes back and forth in every way possible with his career. So it's hard to tell with him if he comes back into the ring or not. It's very tough to tell. But he can still go. He can still go. Now Triple H, uh, like The Undertaker, can still try to go. Can still try to do whatever he can. To get that point across, you know what I mean? To try to get the whole thing going for himself. He, his body can take it, and then sometimes his body can't. You know, it, it, depends, it depends how you define it, how you define how that stuff goes. But, you know, with it, you don't know, you know, how, how far it will go. And, you know, it's kind of back and forth with Triple H. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it's been... It's been eight years. It's been eight years since The Undertaker. Oh, it's been eight years since Shawn Michaels have been in the ring. And you don't know if he still got it. Or you don't know if he can still go. Or you don't know what is he, what's he supposed to do. You know? I mean, he can still do the super, super kick, obviously. He can still do it. But he's been out of shape. And we don't know how... This is going to go, and we don't know how far this will go. We just know that now we're going to get it in Saudi Arabia. We're going to get it. Crown Jewel, Undertaker, Kane, going up against DX, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. This Friday at WWE Crown Jewel... The Brothers of Destruction will take the beaten, battered souls of Degeneration X for the first time and the last time to the fiery gates of hell. It won't be swift. It will be slow agonizing pain. But that is this Friday. Tonight, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, you're being summoned to this ring right now.
so we can take your souls for eternity so that you can never rest in So now comes Crown Jewel in 2018. And <laughs> to, to say that this event, Crown Jewel, just, just the event itself, was the worst pay-per-view ever, that would be the biggest understatement of the year. The uh, the event had revolved around not just the Undertaker versus uh, Undertaker and Kane versus Triple H and Shawn Michaels of Degeneration X. The event would also be around uh, the supposed World Cup, <laughs> the the World Cup, and the reason why I uh, was thinking about the World Cup was because um, they tried to put together something for the uh, Saudi Arabia event. And it was basically um, about trying to make um, this World Cup event include all superstars from the United States. <laughs> every, every single... It, it was the worst pay-per-view ever. So bad that from the very beginning of the event... Hulk Hogan, for the first time in several years, made his appearance in that event. Now, he wasn't there as, you know, as, you know, to be there to, you know, wrestle. He just showed up. And he would make that one-time appearance before he would actually make his complete return. 
The World Cup was a big joke. There were several matches that were okay, but this was this was the downfall. This was the bad time, you know, to see something like this happen. I was watching the event on Friday, right? And it was just it was so bad. It was so bad that I could not believe what I was watching. You know? So I kept looking at this match between The Undertaker, you know, between all four combatants, right? And I kept wondering, you know, when is this going to end? How was it good on paper? Is it is it good in any way possible? I saw that I saw that entire event and I just said, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> so I kept like I said before, if this was 2000, if this is 2008 and it was DX against the Brothers of Destruction, I guarantee you we would see a better match 10 years ago than see the match now. And when when I saw that match, so many things happened. Uh, I think Triple H had broke his arm, I think, during the match. Uh, Shawn Michaels... Um, he was you can tell he was out of breath when he was in the in the ring the undertaker was trying to keep his balance during the matchup and then there was a point in the match where i think Shawn michaels had hit the undertaker so or or hit kane so hard that his mask came off and it came off i was just i couldn't believe what i was watching you know because this match was just horrible it was horrible in so many ways. I just couldn't believe, you know. <laughs> I, I I kept wondering to myself, you know, where do we go from here? Where does where does you know <laughs> the the matchup ended with with DX winning. It, it ended up with DX winning, and it was pretty good. It was pretty good, but. It was. It would be a whole lot better. It would be a whole lot better if if it could, but there was no way to you know salvage what took place. I mean, it it was just horrible. It was just horrible to watch. Like I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to think during that whole entire time. Right, and you know, I I still remember. You know, I'm I'm on my social media, I'm on my Twitter, I'm on my Facebook, I'm on all over the place, and all anybody could talk about was the Undertaker and Kane and DX. They had, I mean, the, the pay per view was horrible. The pay per view was so horrible, and you can't. You can't blame the fans for being upset about it. I don't know if, if the Undertaker, you know, meant to go through the stuff that he did and everything, but you know, it happened the way it happened, and you know, there's no other way to describe it. At it, so right after Crown Jewel was over, Triple H had to take some time off. And he had to nurse his wounds in every way possible. Shawn Michaels had said he would never come back into the ring. And he was better off retired. Which is good. Because I, I think for the sake of the fans. And I think for the sake of 
everything else, I think it was better that The Undertaker, or I'm sorry, it would would have been better for Shawn Michaels to retire because I just could not see at all seeing The Undertaker come back into, uh, seeing Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry, come back into the ring in the shape he's in. He, he looked good, but I don't want to see Shawn Michaels back in the ring ever again because that was just so, so horrible to watch. I couldn't believe what was happening. The Big Red Machine Kane, uh, he was okay in the match up until the point when the Undertaker, when he had lost his mask. <laughs> and that was just so bad because when I saw that, when I saw the Undertaker or when I saw Kane's mask fell off at the hands of Shawn Michaels, I mean, that was just complete idiocy. I mean, not on both parts, because you wanted, you you didn't want this match to end up like this, but unfortunately it was going to end up like that no matter what, you know? So Kane would uh, eventually just leave the WWE for a while and go back to uh, being the mayor of Knoxville and everything else like that. And uh, that would be it for, for Kane. So then came the next chapter for The Undertaker. Where does he go from here? Um, The Undertaker had nowhere else to go at this point. After Saudi Arabia, Undertaker was trying to take some time off. He was trying to take some time off away from from what has happened. And from what I understand, he was having... um, He was having a bit of trouble, you know. He was having some bit of problems in every way possible. But um, it would be it for The Undertaker. It would be it for The Undertaker. And we wouldn't see the dead man for quite a while. And we would think that The Undertaker would probably reappear before all of us around the Royal Rumble time. Or maybe around WrestleMania. Because WrestleMania 35 would be coming. And, you know, that would be it. I mean, it would be great to see The Undertaker. But who would his, who would his next opponent be? Who would his next opponent be for... WrestleMania 35. So, now The Undertaker, there were reports um, that um, The Undertaker was going to make an appearance at the StarCast event right around, I would say, uh, this is 2019. And The Undertaker's name had appeared on the StarCast along with several other superstars who who are under contract with the WWE. And The Undertaker was going to make an appearance there. And WrestleMania 35 was coming. And every year when WrestleMania comes along, obviously The Undertaker would come around. The streak ended at WrestleMania 30. Undertaker would come back and face off against Bray Wyatt. Then he would come back at WrestleMania 32 and take on Shane McMahon at Hell in a Cell. Then 33 comes along, he would lose to Roman Reigns. And then he would never come back. And then comes WrestleMania 34, where we all thought The Undertaker was never going to come out. 
and then he went ahead and appeared before us. So now comes WrestleMania 35. For the first time in a long time, The Undertaker didn't have an opponent for WrestleMania. And it's very shocking. It's very, very shocking. I was um, doing a report on all these matches that took place at WrestleMania 35 over at uh, MetLife Stadium, right? And a lot of people have asked me the question, is The Undertaker going to appear? Is The Undertaker going to show up? Is he going to... uh, you know, have an opponent of any kind because, you know, you figured there would be some kind of an opponent to be there, right? But it didn't happen. So The Undertaker didn't make an appearance, but he was there at WrestleMania 35. He was actually there. When you look at the, uh, when you look at the stuff, The Undertaker, um, even though he didn't show up at WrestleMania 35, and well, even though he was there at the event, he didn't appear there, you know, as a superstar. He appeared there as strictly a fan. And that was good. That was extremely good. This was going to be the first time that The Undertaker would not be at WrestleMania, would not be a part of WrestleMania. At, you know, because there was no opponent to go after him. Uh, when you look at the stack card at WrestleMania 35, you had, if I remember this correctly, you would have the first first time ever that women would main event WrestleMania. You had the SmackDown Women's Champion um, Charlotte Flair against the Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey against the man Becky Lynch. You would have AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns. Uh, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. You had Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. You had Brock Lesnar defending his championship against Seth Rollins. You had Daniel Bryan defending his championship against Kofi Kingston. You had a pretty stacked WrestleMania. And it was uh it was a good WrestleMania from head to toe. But you had no Undertaker. Had no Undertaker at all. He wouldn't make an appearance, he wouldn't show up, but he was there. He was there merely as a fan. And it was so weird, you know, for so many years, seeing The Undertaker appear at WrestleMania, and you would see him in all these matches. And, you know, you wonder, what's, you know, what's next for The Undertaker? Who's his next opponent, you know? We're all thinking that it's this opponent. We're all thinking it's that opponent. We're all thinking it's, you know, every way possible. I mean, you you couldn't think of another opponent for The Undertaker. uh, WrestleMania 35 was the first time where you had no opponent for The Undertaker. And I think he was fine with that. He was fine with that. Because it was good for him to be there to support all the other wrestlers. He was there to support, you know, all the guys that were a part of WrestleMania that year. He didn't have to be there. The thing that I remembered so much about the whole thing with um, the StarCast event was The Undertaker was supposed to be a part of it. And at first, I thought it was a mistake. I thought it was a mistake because when I saw that picture and when I saw The Undertaker's name appearing on there, 
That was a huge deal. So huge, in fact, that when the WWE caught on to what had happened, apparently, uh, I guess there was a a negotiation or a talk or, or something of that particular nature where the Undertaker and Kurt Angle, because he was he was there as well, they were told not to be a part of this event. Because they number one, they didn't have permission from the WWE for one thing. And secondly, um both men were still under contract with WWE. And I mean it's understandable if they weren't under contract but for the undertaker that that's a completely different thing because you wouldn't think the undertaker would be a part of that whole fiasco you know you think the undertaker was going to be with the WWE forever you think you know that would be it and everything but it's just nuts it's crazy so now undertaker is out of the starcast event and WWE had, I guess, negotiated a new contract for The Undertaker to come back. So, they went ahead and uh, did the whole contract deal, you know. And whatever they, uh, whatever they devised, whatever they had a plan on, came perfect. Worked out right. Undertaker agreed. Michelle agreed because she was there for the negotiations. And then, before you know it, that was it. The Undertaker would, you know, still be sitting pretty with the uh, WWE. And it looks like we would see The Undertaker for about another year. But the question now remains is, since The Undertaker is not going to appear at WrestleMania 35, and since he now has an open contract with the WWE, well, not an open contract, but he has a contract with the WWE now, who would his next opponent be? What are the circumstances? Who is he going to take on? And will, and this is the most important, will this be the year that The Undertaker finally retires? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Thank you, Taker Tribute. On the next episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, thank you, Taker Tribute, we continue talking on, is the dead man retired for real? And we talk about two matches, one that seemed epic and that looked a bit messed up, and then another that was epic in every way possible. I'll see you guys next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Hello, I am Elias. Now, last night... John Cena ruined my WrestleMania for the second year in a row. But I promise you one year from now, it will be a different story. So you were all supposed to get the performance of my life, but instead you were subjected to the doctor of thugonomics. And let me just say, as a man who is infinitely talented and can play any instrument, John Cena is no musician. He's no artist. 
No, he is a selfish, insecure, fake, humble piece of garbage who is riding the coattails of Elias' popularity. And you all saw it last night. In the spirit of what happened, I am going to show everyone right now just how pathetic, just how easy it is to rap. I mean, I, I don't even need my guitar. So let's see. I'm sick of John Cena, WWE, I'm your biggest star. But if you want the Doctor of Thugonomics, well then guess what? Elias is gonna rap a few bars. John brought out the golden shovel, even though I can't be buried, that's what you do. I'm sitting here holding up three fingers. John, the middle one is for you. Every superstar wants to make their name on Elias. I get it, you're a fan. But mark my words, the next one to interrupt me is a dead man. Just should have kept walking. Choke slam straight to hell from the Phenom. And I'm pretty sure Elias said he would be a dead man, and in fact, he was right. It's about to happen. Undertaker. Tombstone pile driver. Ceremonial 
burial.